1: What a world! Welcome it all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership. As always, at SBNations, boys.com. My name is R.J. Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host, on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, January 27th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And I hope you've been, uh, hope you've been watching a show that you've been wanting to watch for a while. You know, there's a lot of good TV out there. We don't have... We don't have something that we want to watch on TV, but we do have television and there's a lot. Um so you know, sometimes you see something, you put it on your list, you say, I'm gonna watch when I get some time. I hope you've had that time. That's always a satisfying feeling when you can kind of cross one of those things off the list. But um I hope you are satisfied with this episode. A little bit of a different episode. Um things have been a little bit different around here. We have some some changes, some off season things we're working through here on the network. We'll announce those I think next Monday, so be on the lookout for that. You know, this isn't going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, don't worry about that. But um, um this episode is going to be just a little bit different. Yeah, kind of a kind of a clip show, um like your classic favorite sitcom uh, speaking of television, but not really. So, here's what we're going to do. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I say a while, but you know, the you know, the off season's not even 2 weeks old yet, but I've been thinking about this for, you know, what it's felt like forever. You will recall that in the lead-up to Mike McCarthy being hired as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know if you know, Mike McCarthy is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. There are not a lot of people who are pumped about that right now. Obviously, the Sean Payton stuff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you will recall that in the lead-up, Mike McCarthy, before he was hired by the Cowboys, obviously, or anybody for that matter, had kind of... Um, kind of a PR campaign. Um, he sat down with Tom Palacero from NFL network. Um, he sat down with Peter King from NBC, um, in what was labeled the McCarthy project talked about, you know, the story, how he, you know, in his barn studied, built like a mock front office coaching staff, et cetera, watched every game that he didn't actually watch. I mean, again, you've heard this story, but, um, I wanted to go back and rewatch that because I watched it obviously, just when it happened when it came out in December of 2019 that's when this came out just for full context here um and then I went back and rewatched it after the Dallas Cowboys hired him and so it's been two years it's been over two years actually because this again interview was posted December of 2019 so we're talking like I don't know like 25 months ago 26 months ago whatever um I wanted to go back and, and kind of see what McCarthy promise see what he said see how he said he was going to be I wanted to watch that to listen to understand soak it all in etc and there were a few clips that I wanted to share with you and kind of talk about and kind of flesh out so I encourage you to go watch the whole thing it's available on YouTube I did write about the clips that we're going to discuss today you can check those out at blogintheboys.com and we did link to the full interview in that article so if, if you're looking for a quick and direct way to get there um go ahead but um Again, stock is really low on Mike McCarthy. And I wanted to know, is is this who he promised to be or did he promise to be somebody else? So let's go ahead and begin. Um, All of these, by the way, are in chronological order. If you do watch the interview, uh, we're not jumping around. And again, please remember, this interview with Mike McCarthy – that was done by Peter King is from December 2019 so over two years ago keep that context in mind Um, now that being said uh, fantastic job by Peter King you know obviously anything he does is great but so first thing is Peter King is talking to McCarthy because it has been at that point in time a little bit over a year since the Green Bay Packers had fired him they fired him uh, before the 2018 season was even over Now, I'm going to play um, all the clips for you, and I'm going to also include Peter King's questions, just so you can get the full context here. Uh, But Peter King basically asks McCarthy about criticism uh, and and criticism that his offense was getting stale in Green Bay and how he feels about that. Again, this is over a year removed from being fired by the Green Bay Packers, and uh, here's what Mike McCarthy had to say.
2: At the end in Green Bay, there was a lot of talk about how whether – whatever the reasons were that it had gotten a little stale here and that that's one of the reasons they wanted to make a change do you think in a football sense that you just ran your course here and got stale a little bit with this offense
3: I think it's a convenient criticism Uh, I I don't agree with it and, and but I think it's like anything when you you are criticized you need to shine a light on it and look at it and and I think this this time with uh, with with the other coaches has has given me that opportunity that, you know, you 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 have to be honest. You know, we didn't, you know, we got away from motion and shifts and in multiple personnel groups more than, than we've done in the past. So you look, you know, you look at the why, and it's because at the end of the day, you're the one that's really in tune with why you did this and why you did that. So you go back through those things, and, and frankly, you you apply it to the next opportunity.
1: So I don't love. Um... <laughs> that McCarthy right away his, his very first sentences are I think that's a convenient criticism I don't agree with it dude you were fired your offense was terrible you were 4-7-1 with the Packers something was not working right and and we have seen since by the way in the three seasons counting that 2019 season um, that the Green Bay Packers offense has been magnificent I know the Packers lost last weekend obviously and none of us are sad about that but the Packers made it to three straight divisional rounds they made it to two straight NFC championship games since firing Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers you know is going to win two MVPs in that three-year stretch mostly because the offense was amazing and it wasn't at the time and so I don't love the mike McCarthy and this is kind of a character trait we're seeing you know with him as the head coach of the Cowboys i don't love that he is deflecting i don't love that he is saying he doesn't agree with it why don't you agree with it what were you doing what was you know what was going on but so one of the things that that stood out to me about this quote is he says we got away from motion and shifts and multiple personnel groups more than we've done in the past okay i can understand you know you now are peeling the onion back now you're telling me something real and legitimate you're saying we got away from motion and shifts and multiple personnel groups okay Okay. Multiple personnel groups. I love that. I love 11 personnel, but I love the idea here. Mix it up. Let's get crazy. Let's get fancy. So according to sharp football analysis, the Cowboys worked out of 11 personnel 65% of the time this past season. Okay. Is that really mixing it up though? Just for some context, in 2018, again, Mike McCarthy's last season with the Packers, Green Bay was in 11 personnel 77% of the time. So he did mix it up, right? There, There is a deviation there. Mike McCarthy can point to that and say, look, I'm working out of 11 personnel less than I was when I was fired. I learned, I adapted, I grew. That's great. However... That's not the whole story. All right. It's great that you worked out of 11, 65% of the time this past season. But what did you do when it was most important? Bob Sturm has had, obviously, anything Bob Sturm writes is great. But Bob Sturm had an incredible write-up, obviously, at the Athletic in the aftermath of the season ending. And he noted in his data that the Cowboys worked out of 11 personnel almost 80% of the time against san francisco in the wildcard loss 79.7 if you want to be specific so again 77 percent of the time in 2018 for the packers was too much you needed to mix it up again mike mccarthy's exact quote here is we got away from motion and shifts and multiple personnel groups more than we done in the past you got away from it so then you you regressed right you went the opposite direction you regressed to the mean you went back you mixed it up 65 percent, 11 personnel you used other methods other types of personnel we wanted to see that then why in the most important game the most important game the moment you were building up this entire time towards would you actually play out of 11 personnel more that is difficult to understand and so respect to McCarthy for providing some level of insight in terms of what he wanted to fix and correct. But um, again, when, when the lights were brightest, the Cowboys failed to do so. So that was our first clip. Let's move on. Um, this one might upset you the most. <laughs> like, if I'm going to be honest, this, this is the one that's, that's going to make you roll your eyes the most. So there is something, and we'll play this too, but there is something that Mike McCarthy said in his season-ending press conference. In fact, we'll play this one first. When the Cowboys season ended, few days after Mike McCarthy took to the podium at the star talked about it all you know etc QB draw etc fake punt etc blah 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 he was asked about the state of his job and whatnot and how criticism is with it etc um, and he said something again that upset a lot of people this is from Dallas you've been a head coach in a
3: high profile situation for a long time do you Do you ever get used to speculation about your job security? How do you deal with that? Uh, I think, you know, internally, and and I think for people in this profession, they, you know, it's accepted. You know, it's part of the job. You know, I I get that, and I understand why you're asking the question. It's part of the job. I mean, you have a job to do, and I have a job to do here today and answer your questions appropriately and respectfully. But, yeah, I I don't put a lot into it because I know what I personally put into this. You know, I understand what goes on here every day. Um, I know how to win. I know how to win in this league. I know how to win playoff games. I know how to win a championship. So I have great confidence in that. Uh, what we've built uh, here in two seasons, um, I feel very good about. Um, and I think with that, uh, you just you stay true to that.
1: Okay, Mike, you know how to build a world championship team, all right? And that, again, that quote really upset a lot of people because that feels like, look at my fancy Super Bowl ring. I'm awesome. I'm Mike McCarthy. I know how to do this, all right? Is this a new development for McCarthy or is this kind of like, you know, this this is like his number one hit is, is what I'm ultimately getting at here. Uh, Peter King asked him, getting back to the interview now from, from December 2019, he asked him how he thinks he will be better and what he is preparing at the time, again, to tell a club president, general manager, or owner, and guess what Mike McCarthy said.
2: How do you think you will be better? What are you going to tell a club president, a general manager, an owner, when you go and interview, say in early January, about how you're gonna be better this time around?
3: Well, I know how to build a world championship program, and my awareness and my instincts will be much sharper. Uh, that, that's one thing I do know, and I feel very confident about because this process has given me that. So, um, and the opportunity to express that and, and how we'll do different things and how you see the vision of the new opportunity is, you know, something I'm really looking forward to presenting.
1: Well, I know how to build a world championship program. It's not even an answer. Again, like Peter King asks him, what you know? What are you going to say in terms of how you will be better? Like you, to to be better, to be changed, to, to be different, isn't to reference a thing of the past. So like th- this is his whole answer verbatim. Well, I know how to build a world championship program, and my awareness and my instincts will be much sharper. What? That's one thing I do know and I feel very confident about because this process has given me that and the opportunity to express that and how we'll do different things and how you see the vision of the new opportunity is something I'm really looking forward to presenting. What are the different things, Mike? That's what we want to know. Maybe the different things is playing 12% less 11 personnel, you know, your second season with the Cowboys, but it really isn't because you're going to play 80% when it comes to your playoff game. So what, I mean, this this whole, like, I have a Super Bowl. Dude, Mike, respect, man. You climb to the top of the mountain. You deserve all the credit in the world for that. But you cannot just be banging this drum anytime the going gets tough, and it's starting to seem like that's exactly what he's doing. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't fun. I told you you weren't going to like that. But a little bit of a pivot here. I think Mike McCarthy deserves credit for this answer. And these are just the the answers that I thought were interesting. Again, I really encourage you to go back and rewatch this, but um, so McCarthy obviously has taken heat and criticism from a lot of people from the perspective of, well, what does he do? What does he really do? What is it? Why, why does he do nothing? Why, you know, Kellen does the offense, Quinn does the defense, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, this, this, I thought, was really introspective, actually. Peter King asked Mike McCarthy for an example of how he feels he is going to take what he has learned through the McCarthy Project and put it into action with his new NFL team. Here is what he had to say.
2: Give me an example of how you feel that you're going to take something you've learned this year into your new world.
3: Well, I think it's like anything. You you, you When you have time to reflect... Uh, the brutal, honest with yourself is, is where you're, you're going to get the most value, and and I've looked at every coaching staff, every decision, um, you know, installation of offense, you know, scheduling, you know, we practiced on Fridays, you know, then we didn't practice on Fridays. So when you have a chance to look at all those things, um, it it gives you, you know, a more distinct, you know, focus on exactly how you'll approach that next one. So I mean, one thing, I'd, just to give you a, a, a direct answer to your question, I. If you're going to call the offense, if you're going to be the play caller on Sunday, you need to be the, the major installer, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that's, that's something that I got away from um, in the second half of my career there
1: in Green Bay. McCarthy notes, that he believes that if you're going to call the offense, if you're going to be the play caller on Sunday, these are his words, you need to be the major installer on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. He even goes on to say that he got away from that during his time in Green Bay. I respect that. I respect that he can come out and say, you know what, I did not like that we started to do this. He he would go on to say that it was uh, he was too focused on staff development and, and growing staffers. And I respect that, too, because, you know, you want to have a coaching tree and you want to see people succeed and have success elsewhere and whatever. Um, but... If you're curious, because I think this helps him, um, and there aren't a lot of things that help McCarthy right now, I realize that, but he was asked specifically in a follow-up by Peter King why he thinks it is important for the guy who is installing to be the guy who's calling the plays. Here is what he had to say.
2: Why do you think it's important for the guy who is installing to be the guy who's calling the plays? And I think
3: it's the same thing on defense, too, because every player in that room needs to know why you're calling that play, and he needs to hear it from you why he's calling the play. You know, you, you you rely on a a long term relationship with your quarterback or your offensive coordinator or your offensive line coach. You know that's you know that's that's not as good as if you're in there installing it and you know doing it each and every day.
1: I get that. I really do. I I get that, and that makes sense. I don't have any issue with this part of Mike McCarthy, and in that sense, he has lived up to his word. He has done what he said he was going to do there. I'm a fan of that. Maybe, you know, maybe Mike McCarthy isn't going to be the the guy for the Cowboys. I think we're all a little bit on the fence about that. But at the very least, I respect that he outlined, this is who I am going to be. This is the way it's going to be. And he has lived up to that. There's... You know, again, there's respect to consistency in that sense. Um, this answer isn't really anything introspective, um, but I did find it funny. Um, so, this is December 2019. Again, you have to remember that here. I know I've said that several times, but he was asked um, for a coach that he was impressed by during the 2019 season. Guess who he said?
2: When you have watched football this fall, give me a coach or two who you say, Man, that guy I never got a chance to see that much of him before. This guy's really bright and doing some good things.
3: Oh, I don't really watch the coaches. <laughs> no, but, but I But what I, they're doing on yeah. offense. I mean I, I think that offensively. Yeah. I think I think Kyle's having a great year in, in San Francisco. I've really enjoyed re- enjoyed What the, is you know, it about
2: him that you like?
3: Oh, well, he's just this You know, I, I think that you know, everybody has a style and approach. Um I, I've always liked, you know, the way he calls a game. It's it's a relentless uh, approach, and, and I think, you know, we can all get into a situational funk because you, you get so situational specific of how you want to attack the opponent that sometimes you can, you know, take your foot off the gas a little bit, and I think he does a, a great job of keeping his foot on the gas.
1: The San Francisco 49ers would go on to uh, win the NFC uh, about a month later, and they would obviously go on to lose the Super Bowl, but... Um, you know, what is kind of funny, Mike, and, and actually, I don't know if you remember, but now I'm, not, I'm talking to you, not Mike, but, um, in his introductory press conference, when the Cowboys announced him as their new head coach, Mike McCarthy also mentioned then that he watched a lot of the 49ers that season. And so, dude, if you are like this enamored with and impressed by Kyle Shanahan, maybe you should be a little bit more prepared for what he's going to throw at you in a playoff game. I don't know. That's just me. Um, so whatever. Um, Okay, last one. Last one for you. Um, I do think this was fun. I I enjoyed this process, although it was a little bit frustrating. I hope you did too. Uh, This one's going to upset you. Um, So this is the very last question. That McCarthy is asked this whole interview. So if you want to watch it, you have to go to the very end, um, and it's actually different. It's going to sound different. He's in his car. Uh, he's he's driving this car. It kind of looks like a truck. Um, and Peter King is in the back seat asking him questions. So you can kind of hear like the highway beneath them, like you know when you're on the phone with someone in the car. Um, so it sounds different. So don't worry, it's not your device or anything. But Peter King asks McCarthy. Actually, I this was a great question. He says. You know, he, wants, he asks him if he thinks the game is changing you know, or, or you know, what's happening and, and how he views the game changing or whatever the case may be and Mike McCarthy's answer is very interesting Is
2: the game changing a lot every year the last few years or do you feel like uh, it's just getting sort of tweaked and there's not a lot new under the sun
3: I would like to think it's getting tweaked and lot, a lot of this is new under the sun but I, I think we got to recognize the fact that the challenges of officiating have affected the game probably more than anything in recent history. I, I think with you the... You mean
2: because, because they're calling so many things and they're calling them tighter?
3: Well, yeah, and I think, I think what the officials are asked to do is, you know, the responsibilities are a lot more too. So, I mean, I think like anything the more responsibility an individual has the decision making process is a bigger challenge so you know just you know being on the outside looking in it's you know you you talk about trends you know the, the definite trends of officiating has has been really different this year it's really you know stems from the, the past interference uh role process so you know, I, I think that has Im- impacted the game as much as anything.
1: I don't know how to feel about the fact that Mike McCarthy, out of nowhere, not even being a coach of the N- you know, in the NFL at the time, blamed officials. And some of that is like the wound is fresh, obviously, for us. That you know, he he pointed a lot of blame, but he's like out of nowhere. He's just like, you know, well. Uh, it sucks. I think we got to recognize the fact that the challenges of officiating have affected the game probably more than anything in recent history is his quote, dude. I mean, and that there's like logic to that, right? That's, there's, that's a fair point, but it just, it, it did not age. Well, is, is really, I think where we're at and maybe that's unfair to him, but that's just kind of the way it is now. For full context, just because I think this is a a bit of of necessary context is, again, as I've said a thousand times today, this is December of 2019. The year before this, the 2018 season, the, the season that Mike McCarthy was fired during, that NFC Championship game was the one between the Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints with the big missed pass interference penalty that, that obviously wasn't called. And so the following offseason, the one leading up to this conversation here, remember the NFL got crazy with how they policed pass interferences and whatnot, etc. So there were... a a much higher rate of contentious pass interference penalties that a lot of us were upset with. So I I think you, you have to give McCarthy some slack there that he might be talking about this. But again... Based on the events of the last month, it does not look great for McCarthy that he's coming out of nowhere and blaming officials. So um, it is what it is. Uh, I wrote about this, like I said, at blogontheboys.com. I transcribed all of the quotes if you would prefer to read them. Uh, and like I said, I linked it to the interview if you want to watch it. Um, it's on YouTube. And so I highly encourage you to. I mean, I, I think that, you know, we, we can look back and we can learn. I do think that this has been an interesting two years. Obviously, it's been a frustrating two years, but uh, it's interesting that we have that to go back. We can kind of measure. Mike McCarthy against Mike McCarthy? Like we said, in some ways he has lived up to who he said he was going to be, but in other ways he hasn't. And so why haven't you? And, and, and a lot of that is, you know, what, three months after this interview would take place, the world changed. Like some that's some of it, obviously. Um, but some of it is just because it was. So, um, I hope you enjoyed. Um, like I said, we got some changes happening around the network in the coming week. Um, I think you're going to enjoy them all. So not not any bad things or anything like that. But uh, so please do subscribe here to the Blog of the Boys podcast network. Leave a rating, write a review. Those things help us out oh so much. My name is R J Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at R J Ochoa. And um, yeah. Let's do this thing. My dog didn't bark the whole time, but he just picked his head up. I think he heard a car outside. So I'm going to get out of here before he makes a noise. I hope you have the best day ever. I hope you have the greatest day of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.